This is Aubrey from the So Wizard Podcast, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizard. You are thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 452 of the So Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and with me, my co-hosts, the expert, Mr. Mark Markellis Reagan. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. And the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield, is still away on assignment, so we had to roll the dice. We got a perfect natural 20, and we're bringing in Amanda. Yay. Thank you for having <laughs> me back. <laughs> well, we'll see how you feel about the movie first before you think. Yes. <laughs> I figured something was up when you asked me to come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back to the show. It is always a delight to have you. We've been friends for a long time, and there's nothing I love better than making you watch shitty movies. So, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I think everybody around me in the theater thought I was crazy when I saw like the Fast X trailer and I was just like laughing hysterically and crying at the same time. <laughs> that was, uh, we'll get into it. We'll get into okay. it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You, the listener, are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where uh, three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. This week, we got our review. Of the fifth, fourth Dungeons and Dragons movie, the fifth attempt, fourth attempt at trying to get this right. It's Dungeons and Dragons, colon, Honor Among Thieves. But before we get into that, Amanda, how the hell are you? Uh, I feel like we just did this. What was it, Black Adam? I think it was Black Adam. That yeah. was like months ago. Right? I don't know. Yeah. So um, I'm good. I don't really have much to share other than I saw Dungeons and Dragons and I somehow didn't see Creed 3 right when it first came out. And then I was like, oh, crap, that's going to leave the theaters. So in the last week, I've been to the in the last seven days, I've been to the theaters three times. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. So you saw Dungeons and Dragons and Creed. What was the third thing you saw? Oh, the my favorite movie of the year so far, John Wick 4. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, and then I'm like, next week, I'm like, oh, God, I have to see Mario and I have to see Air. So, like, I'm I'm all set with movies. Like, it's been crazy this year. And I know you guys have been, like, been, like, hitting it with movies every single week and going to the theater every week. It's just, I don't remember, like, so many movies coming out like this all at once. So, uh, it's been, it's been a lot of movie watching for me more than normal. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been wild uh, for some reason this year. Uh, it's like the opposite of 2020 when we were clawing yeah. and scratching for anything uh, <laughs> yeah. that was new. Um, we, oh. This is the seventh week in a row that we went to the movies. <laughs> oh, that's cheap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Movie club. Here we come. Well, thank you for uh, coming on the show. We greatly appreciate it. Markellis Reagans. How the hell are you? I'm good. I'm glad you said it was the seventh week because I honestly lost count. <laughs> I feel like I, li- I live at the movie <laughs> yeah. theaters now. I'm like, what, what week are we in now? Jesus. Uh, Bring your sleeping bag. Yeah, seriously. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I want I want to make a uh, amendment to last week's episode. Uh, I want to recant my review uh, or my score for uh, John Wick 4. If you listen to the show, you can hear my brain like, 
melt as I try to decide if it's going to be a four or four and a half. Uh, and the day after we did the episode, I really thought about it. Uh, and I'm going to boost my score to a four and a half from a four. Yeah. Right. I was wondering. Wow. <laughs> There is a, you know, there's, here's, here's the thing about John Wick 4. I know we're not talking about it, but I just have to, I just have to make a editorial, like a comment on there. Mark's getting on his soapbox. (laughs) Think about downstairs though. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The thing about John Wick is that you have to kind of look at it as uh, almost like a horror movie. Uh, It's, you go there for certain things. It doesn't really matter if the story doesn't quite make sense or really connect to the other three movies. That doesn't matter. You're there for the kills and where John Wick exceeds. I mean, it's an action movie. So you go for the action scenes. Yeah. John Wick exceeds above almost everything when it comes to action. So if the other stuff is kind of of no. you know understandable then it's a win yeah. it's a win and you know the stuff isn't horrible i mean the script isn't horrible the you know no. the 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 ideas and the world building that they did isn't horrible at all it's entertaining it's just not completely cohesive but who cares no. about that <laughs> it's, it's about the action yeah. scenes and the action scenes are a 12 out of 10 so uh yeah i'm i'm going to change my score up to a 4 <laughs> four and a half it's funny you mentioned horror movie Mark Ellis, and then I also forgot I also saw Scream Six like in the last two weeks. <laughs> so that tells you what I think about that movie. Yeah. One of us, one of yeah, us. one of you guys, definitely. Yeah. Yikes! <laughs> I love that. I have to explain that sometimes to the family as we sit down and we get annoyed by the commercials, the movies, or um, Marina Menounos going <laughs> when she laughs. Um, she does sound like which, that. Which I do. I find endearing, but everyone else uh, hates. Uh, I'm like, well, you know, kids, uh, most people don't go to the movies 47 times a year. Mm -mm. (laughs) Yeah, at least 52 times. And there's 52 weeks. This is it all. Yeah. Yeah. There's only so many times you can hear. No, that's an envelope (laughs) before you're ready to, like, throw a chair at the screen. But got them all set with that one. (laughs) It's been it's been gone for a while. But I know. But I I feel like I still see it, though. Like, I feel (laughs) like I don't know. (laughs) I just like, you know, there it is. Or am I going crazy? It's like, I don't know. No, it is, it's like a Night Ranger song. When you close your eyes, it's there. You know, <laughs> Sister <laughs> you Christian. About, I mean, that's the air trailer. <laughs> that's right. Do you dream about M and M's? Mark, I'm glad that you are are happy with John Wick. I'm glad to see the uh, score improving. Anything else yeah. in your life that doesn't involve thinking about movies? Uh, is there anything <laughs> else? <laughs> Sitting, staring at a wall, <laughs> contemplating your scores. <laughs> Is there anything else in life these past like seven weeks that, you know, isn't movies? No. No. These past 452 (laughs) weeks? No. (laughs) No. There's no other life. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So that's all that's happening with me, dude. How are you doing this week, Joey? Uh, Well, I'm broke. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I spent an exorbitant amount of money on concert tickets uh, this week. And yeah, so I want to say... 2019, Jesus Christ, we're going back a while. 2019, uh, for our wedding anniversary, me and Jen went to two concerts in two weeks. Speaking of going to the movies over and over again, we went to two concerts in two weeks. Uh, we saw Iron Maiden in Brooklyn. And then the oh, week cool. after that, we went uh, out to Mansfield, Massachusetts, which is right outside of Boston. And we saw Queen plus Adam Lambert. So two of the remaining members of Queen with uh, Adam Lambert performing their songs which is amazing the kids were pissed they were mad they're like you didn't take us to that show you guys are assholes 
And I'm like, it was our wedding anniversary. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let us celebrate. Like you wouldn't even exist <laughs> for that. You know, like fuck off. <laughs> but Jen was like, you know, we, if they come back around, if they tour again, um, we'll, we'll go as a family. We'll take everybody. And the, you know, Brian May, I can't remember the Roger uh, uh, Taylor, the drummer. Taylor. I want to say, I'm sorry. <laughs> I never know the names of people in bands really. So I apologize. Um, the two <laughs> remaining members, um, are old as dirt <laughs> They're in their late seventies. So it's not like you're going to get many more chances. At least. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I think Brian may 78, but don't, again, don't quote me on that. Jesus. So they announced a United States tour for this fall and i'm like fuck all right well here we go and i, I said jen well, what do you want to do because you know i'm i don't know if a man i don't know if you bought any concert tickets in the last like year but holy shnikes no, <laughs> like, no i haven't <laughs> um, ridiculous prices uh yeah no. <laughs> um it's to the point where if it's going to be like an arena type show uh if it's not yeah. a bucket list thing i'm not going pretty much um, unless the tickets are really cheap yeah. Uh, you know, I paid almost $600 after taxes and fees for me and Janine to go to my chemical romance. Um, yeah, yeah for the emos even. Wow. Yeah, it gets, it gets really, that's, that's why they're sad. Look at the fucking price. <laughs> <Prices. laughs> you can't afford anything other than a black t-shirt at that point. Um, yeah. And the mascara. You're right. <laughs> so it's, it's running when you're, when you're putting your credit card. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> so, uh, I said, Jen just handed me the card in the morning said, I don't care. Godspeed. Wow. <laughs> All right. So, uh, we got four tickets to see him in Boston, uh, on the floor. Nice. Uh, we're pretty close actually to the stage. It's going to be a fucking amazing time. Uh, cool. $1,300 plus taxes and fees. Oh, what? <laughs> wow. <sighs> That's actually way cheaper than we thought. So, <laughs> wow, I spend less seeing shows on Broadway, Joey. Just that helps you. Like <laughs> you were probably in the show on Broadway. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, Carnage, Spider-Man, Turn on the Dark for that price. <laughs> <laughs> If only they ever did Spider-Man on Broadway. That was a disaster. Yeah. That's another story. Get jiggy with it. But yes. um, yeah, so that was ridiculously expensive, but it is what it is. I got the tickets. So that is the fourth concert I'm going to this year. And that's it. We're done. No more concerts this year. That is cleaned <laughs> out the bank concerts. So it's like equivalent of like eight concerts. <laughs> well, nowadays, it's more like the equivalent of me and Jen going to concerts. But <laughs> This time we go with all four crazy. of us. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, yeah, and and the the funny thing about this one is that the band kind of put their foot down, so there wasn't dynamic pricing. Um, you couldn't mm -hmm. scalp the tickets, so that they're yeah. they're non trans they're electronic only and they're non transferable. So you can't just buy the ticket and immediately list it on like StubHub or yeah. anything. Like the only way to get rid of your ticket if you don't need it is to sell it on the Ticketmaster website, but the band has specifically mandated that you can't up the price. So you, if, if I couldn't go, I could sell them at face value, but I can't turn yeah. around and flip up for like two or three times. And they turned off the Ticketmaster dynamic pricing, which is like, um, for those of you not in the United States or who don't buy concert tickets all the time, Ticketmaster and Live Nation are the same company. Live mm -hmm. Nation owns all the venues. Ticketmaster owns the ticketing apparatus. And their shtick to get rid of scalpers is called dynamic pricing. So what they do is as demand goes up while you're trying to buy tickets on their website, the price goes up accordingly. The idea being if me, Amanda, and Mark bought a nosebleed seat for $700 each, there's no way we're going to be able to flip it for any more money. It's it's maxed out the price. So they're trying to eliminate 
the middleman. So they don't want to sell us a ticket for $40 to have us turn around and flip it. They'll just flip it right yeah. away. Jesus. <laughs> Is this uh, the, I feel like I heard somewhere I read it that like the Foo Fighters were doing this. Is this the, the aftershock of that? Like uh, it's the start of it. I know um, the cure again, I don't like the cure at all, but they, yeah. they're touring and yeah. they, they put their foot down and we're like, Nope, you're not doing this to our, our con our tickets, at least. For them, for the cure, it was not for. They had fan club pre-sales, so they wouldn't right. allow it during the fan club pre-sales. But I guess it was for regular people on yeah. sale. Um, this one was just no fan club, no early, no Citibank Mastercard early sales. Nothing. It was <laughs> you get you get on at t- 10 a.m. Friday morning. I had a conference call from nine to ten, and at like mm-hmm. <laughs> at like nine fifty, I had to like put on a, sh- a pretend show of why I had to shut my camera off on. <laughs> Wow. God. I get on my phone and I like log in. It's like 2,000 people are ahead of you in the queue. Like, yep. oh, God. My like, number one fear was not being able to get these tickets uh, and disappointing the whole family. So, <laughs> um, but we got them. We got them. So, yeah. yeah. That, that's that's my year in concerts. I'm going to see Pat Benatar in a couple weeks. <laughs> nice. And Jenner, and it's April. See, yeah, it's in April. Yeah. Mohegan yeah. Sun. And then we're going to see Sticks. Mm. <laughs> We've seen before, but uh, Jen wanted to see him again. And again, for the, these two concerts, the ch- tickets were cheap. Um, and by cheap, it's it's relative, but like 35 bucks each plus uh, fees. Yeah, because a lot of the fans are dead. <laughs> or old, like super old. Like, <laughs> yes, it's exactly. like, like an early bird special. Um, yeah. We go to those. And then I, <laughs> our, for our wedding anniversary, we're going to go away for a weekend. And it involves going to see. All right, don't laugh. It's, I can't help it. It's Brett Michaels oh, singing God. the songs of Poison. With <laughs> without poison, without poison, it's just Brett Michaels and like a backing band. So, is there like some kind of keyboard like with the poison in the background? It just plays the Bossa Nova song. No, it's Brett Michaels and then um, Night Ranger. Oh, nice! Our, our second Night Ranger reference of the episode, uh, Night Ranger, um. <laughs> Starship, Jesus, which has oh one, one original member, which I think is like the basis at this point. Like, oh like shit! One original member is like the the roadie. There you go, <laughs> holding it all together, man, holding it all together. But yeah, is it so just like Mark Wahlberg? Right. As long as they play the love theme from Mannequin One, I'm happy. So. <laughs> and oh, what? it, it no. keeps going, Amanda. It keeps going because then there's Hold also on. what. I was going to say, like, Night Ranger, though, like, is actually amazing in concert. Like, they're yeah, great I've, live. I've, I've wanted to see them forever, and I never thought we'd get a chance. Because, again, much like Queen, they're super old. <laughs> so. Yes. But they're still hopping around on stage, like right. Michael J. Fox and Back to the Future. It's insane. Well, what's crazy to me is that, like, when they were a band and popular, when I was a kid, I thought they were old. <laughs> so I can only imagine, like, you how wait. 40 years later, I can only imagine Just how old wait. they are. But, uh, but you know how the 80s were. Everybody looked like they were 70 years old to you because yeah. you're like five or six years old and you're like, oh, that dude's old. And they were like 30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So That's Night Ranger Starship, uh, the guy that was the lead singer of Journey, like in between Steve Perry and the Filipino guy. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. And the lead singer of Sugar Ray. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Wait, what? What are the rest? What are the rest of Sugar Ray doing? They're busy. I don't know. <laughs> Stevie. I just think Ray. of Elmer Fudd every time I hear that song. <laughs> Equal Ray. <laughs> There's no sugar involved, but uh, yeah. So that's what we're going to. It's, it should be absolutely ridiculous. So I'm excited for that, and of course uh, Queen. So unless something crazy pops up, 
that's it. I, I was this close. I got to tell you, I was very, very close to pulling the trigger on uh, original Misfits uh, are playing in New Jersey. That's the closest they've been so far. <laughs> what? That makes sense. Uh, think about what I paid for uh, Queen for four people. Add a bunch more money, and it would only have been for two people. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's who it's. It's the Misfits, <laughs> so. right? So that's a bucket list concert. Like my daughter yeah. and I both love that band. I've seen them without Danzig um, when I was in high school. So oh, cool. at least I've done that. But man, that's a bucket list thing. So. Jesus, they're another 70s band. So how old are they now? Like uh, they've got to be up there in their 60s at least. <laughs> like well, the only the, years the, ago. <laughs> the funny thing, Amanda, about the Misfits is that so they had a big like blow up. Obviously, dancing yeah. wasn't banned anymore. They all hated each other. They were suing. They were suing each other. Like every, um, the three of them, Doyle, yeah. um, Jerry, only and Danzig were suing each other back and forth over the the money from the t-shirts. Cause that was, that's right. basically all they sold at that point. They weren't making music anymore, but they were blowing right. out of merchandise cause they have the cool merch. They, they all sued each other and they settled out of court. And one of the settlement things was they had to play, uh, six reunion shows. <laughs> so they played them and they made so much goddamn money that they're like, wait, maybe we don't hate each other that much anymore. <laughs> so they're not God. going on full tours, but they are still sporadically playing like two and three show like swings because they're making metric fuck tons of money. So it's super punk rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yes, it is. But I'll take it if I, can, if I can see him. Yeah. If I can see him, I'll take it because that's a bucket list thing. But I don't know if it's going to happen. Yeah. Me and Janine are hoping they'll play Boston. They haven't played any closer than New York City, New Jersey yet. So they've, they've got to play a Boston date at some point. So. I mean, that's their home. So that makes sense. But like. I feel like this area, whenever I'm like concerts in like, you know, New England, it's all like people aren't to the, the, the country garbage. So it's just like great. Like, yeah. You know, and and, and oh, we're getting we're getting deep in the weeds. But, man, there, there's just no venues in Western Mass um, no. anymore. So, you know, shows that used to go to Northampton, Massachusetts, yep. when I was a, a teenager and, and see like cool shit. Uh, they don't they don't stop here anymore. So they're either like Boston on a school night. You know, at a 21 plus club or they're playing in Hartford or New York City. Like uh, I've I've raged many, many, many a time at the fact that people will be like our our new northeast tour stop is a Tuesday night (laughs) starting at 6 p.m. in Boston. Like I can't go to that. (laughs) I got to work the next day. So anyway, enough concert talk. Sorry, guys out there, but that's what's been going on. Um, (laughs) Let's talk just a little bit more about us. Marcellus Reagans, please tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast. All right. So everybody can head on over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. You'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly. You'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there t-shirts sweatshirts stickers coffee mugs all located in our t public store you'll also find our social media links there we have facebook twitter instagram tiktok so definitely get at us you can subscribe to us on itunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there if you can Uh, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found and that's including the stitcher radio app podbean iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. 
we have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you will receive exclusive content year round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars podcast and network. Back to you, Joey. First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and then you build a following. It takes a lot of time. <laughs> bodies, bodies, bodies is now on Paramount Plus. Just so you know, just uh, just so you know, I, just, I'm, so. I'm a big fan of that movie. Sorry, Mark Ellis. Yeah, very divisive uh, movie. Um, uh, I don't know. Not gonna maybe bring it back. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe you won't. But uh, check it out. All right, so guys, we're gonna talk all about Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. We all had a chance to check it out. As always, we're gonna start with our non-spoiler impressions. Talk a little bit about going to the movies, some other stuff. And then Mark Ellis will drop the drop delineating spoilers. So if you hadn't seen it yet, you'll at least know what we thought. The rest of you stick around as we talk a little bit more in depth. But before we get started, let me ask you guys some questions. Mark Ellis Riggins, have you ever played Dungeons and Dragons? Uh, no, not one time ever. So what you're saying is you have known the touch of a woman. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, um. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Amanda, have you ever played Dungeons and Dragons? No, I have not. I watched people play it. I have that never played it awful. myself. Yeah, it is pretty awful. And I have watched it on Twitch as well. And um, I mean, that's something I feel like I would actually probably like if I got into it. It's just, I don't know how to say this nicely, but like, I don't think that'd be a good idea. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm a little scared. Like, what's going to happen? Are you going to show up? Like, no, like, like having, you know, Joey, having worked in a GameStop and the, the, the crowds I have dealt with I, i'm like i don't know like you know i think i'm gonna stay away from this i think i'm good playing what you know came from dungeons and dragons like rpg video games i like those i think i might stay there okay all right yeah i yeah. understand like interacting with actual people is rough so. yes <laughs> especially being a female in that environment it is yes. very rough <laughs> yes i use it i use it all up at, at work i don't have much left <laughs> you know, not at work yeah we're interacting with humanity so i get it okay yes um, I have played Dungeons and Dragons my freshman and sophomore year of high school. So this is crazy, but there were uh, some kids that were like juniors and seniors who were friends with my sister and they were like, oh, your brother's going to Hoyokai. And I was like, freshman starting. And they're like, my sister was like, yeah, he's a huge nerd, blah, blah, blah. blah. They're like, oh, great. Um, here is the address. He can start showing up on Friday nights at this time. <laughs> What? I didn't even know these freaking people. And they uh, me, just because wow. they knew my sister and knew that I was a huge nerd, uh, they invited me over to their house. So for like two years, I was at uh, these guys, different houses, um, having gay sex orgies. No, um, actually, <laughs> what? what? <laughs> no, it's, it sounded ready. really creepy, right? <laughs> yes. Like, really, wait a minute. I wouldn't was, go. It was a different time, guys. It was a different time. This was like mm. pre like cell phones or anything so it's just like mom i'm going over some random people's house i don't even know <laughs> like, yeah, I don't and know she's like okay i don't know where it is. but yeah. um and yeah they uh play D every weekend so friday night saturday almost all day and then sunday afternoons so i did that for uh like two and a half years high wow. school so like i uh, got a little i would say my junior year when i i, I got a car and i probably like maybe halfway through my sophomore year i started going to uh, punk rock shows so I wasn't around as much on the weekends and it just kind of fell off. So, um, yeah, I have played. I have played a lot. I did own a leather pouch that had dice in it. Okay. 
I, I promise you guys, I, I have um, known the touch of a woman, though, at least twice. <laughs> at least twice. That can be proven. Uh, well, three times. We had to consummate the marriage. So three times total. Mm. The best 30 seconds of her life. Um, anyway, uh, so, all right. So we're not exactly like, like I, I, I have some experience with D&D, but you guys kind of just know about it, but don't haven't actually played. All right. So, yeah. Mark Ellis, why don't you tell us a little bit about your trip to the movies? Anything exciting happened this week? Wow. You know, I really wish there was uh, something exciting that happened, but nope. There was no cosplayers. There was no <laughs> damn, <laughs> no uh, rowdy maniacs, uh, no one really on their phone. It was just it was wow. a typical, normal, uh, see, we went Saturday afternoon. Uh, yeah, and it was just like, you know, families out watching a Saturday afternoon movie. It wasn't a big deal at all. I, I will say. Are there, are there usually cosplayers the movies when you go? <laughs> yeah, where do you go? <laughs> well, you know, for the big events, yeah, there's there's usually cosplayers. There was definitely a couple of Ant-Mans uh, when we went to go see Ant-Man oh. a little while ago. So, yeah, yeah, oh. the, the, the theater is, is, you know, the big theater. Um, yeah, if there's like a big event. Uh, there'll be some cosplayers. I know there's definitely going to be one next week for uh, Mario because uh, I'm dressing up as Luigi. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I'm kidding. I'm not doing. That. <laughs> oh damn! I was excited. But um, yeah, it, it was very uneventful. The popcorn though this week, five out of five, delicious. <laughs> Did you get the expensive plastic uh, Dungeons and Dragons bucket? <laughs> oh yeah, the D20 bucket. Right. No, if I had any kind of. Uh, admiration for dungeons and dragons i probably would have gotten it but no my kitchen is filled with these collector's cups that <laughs> what am i ever gonna do with this i have this amazing captain america cup it's like three different slots because it, it was like a slushy it was like a uh a red white and blue slushy they came in each one this is a great looking cup the fuck am i gonna do with it now <laughs> slots as far as the eye can see for mark ellis <laughs> Uh-huh. You should sell those, by the way, on eBay. Just you know, yeah. Mm, I like I like where your head's at. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get mm-hmm. right on that. Thank you. All right, great, Amanda. How was your trip to the movies? Well, I made the mistake of why is it you? I uh, going to the movies to see this. <laughs> first of all, yes, and then a, and then b. Um, I was like, oh shit! I saw Creed three. I forgot Scream six because yeah, I'm a huge fan of that one. That was great. And then uh, uh, for what else freaking else and then John Wick 4 which is great and I was like wow I'm seeing all of these in a span of less than two weeks so um, holy shit the only way I can like not be miserable and live at the movies is if I go Sunday and that was a mistake like I thought Sundays were going to be slower Um, you'd think they would be so I went to the Sunday showing and unfortunately the only option I had for the time I went was the XD mm-hmm. showcase showing so it was um, $34 for Ugh. me and my boyfriend to go didn't you make your boyfriend pay? No, I did not. I paid because I have the Star Pass. Oh, no. So usually, usually I get coupons and discounts, but of course I didn't this time. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I was like, I could really go for a soda. I looked at the line and it looked like like Black Friday shit going on. So like, damn it, I can't do that. And then like when the poor girl was like ringing up my seats, I'm like, wow, this is going to suck. There's people everywhere. This is awful. I can't get my soda. Like I wanted like a Diet Coke or like a Monster or something. Nope, can't do that. She's like, oh, you know, just pick your two seats. So she shows you like little digital like seating arrangement in the theater. And there's literally only two seats left. Oh, like 
And she's like, yeah, pick those. And I was like, well, yeah, because like, where else am I going to sit? <laughs> yeah, there, you, or could you pick like the stairs? And you sit yeah, right. Floor. Seriously. We're, can I just, exactly. So I picked those two. Like, thank you for giving me a choice. And then I finally go in the theater and there's like all these people talking and on their phones, like, you know, 2023 movie experience. Everybody's just a savage. And I go and sit down, like the whole theater was full. Like I went like 20 minutes, 30 minutes early. Cause I need to see the trailers. I can't walk in in the middle of the movie. I just can't do that. That's just awful. And the whole theater was full. Wow. Like, so I was like, wow, this is going to be bad because it's also Dungeons and Dragons. Like this is going to be, this is going to be horrible. Like I'm going to have, you know, people throwing their drinks and their, and their popcorn. I've had that. I'm there's something's going to happen. This is going to be bad. Instead, what I did have was the woman to, I think it was, you know, to the left of me. And there was a nice recliner chair. This was the XD. I didn't have a choice. So I paid that extra money. So you have the recliner chair, the whole thing, the huge cup holders. The woman to the left of me, though, like, I think she was like, I, this sounds terrible, but I think she was like a mouth breather because the entire time, like throughout the whole movie, it sounded like that dragon was sitting next to me. Like, <laughs> The whole time and like the xd theater like has the really nice surround sound but like the whole time it's like like next to me and i could hear it so it's just like so when that dragon scene happened like i didn't like if i wasn't paying attention to the scene i wouldn't know there was like a dragon on the screen like i felt like i sat next to him the whole time so that was that was my movie experience oh, holy <laughs> shit wow okay yeah I, I, I just have to add that every time you say creed uh, I, all I can think of is the band Creed and like wind starts <laughs> blowing in here and it's yeah. like, hello, my friends <laughs> I feel bad for, her. I don't know what kind of condition she has, but like I heard that the entire time and like, I couldn't be a jerk and be mean to her. Cause like, I didn't know what, well, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be that person, but it was just, excuse like, me, ma'am. Could you stop breathing? Please? <laughs> yeah, seriously, lady, could you stop? <laughs> could you hold it for two hours and 14 seriously. minutes? Like I hold can't. your breath. <laughs> yeah. Like you're on the so. set of avatar Two. hold your breath. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I couldn't move because the whole theater was sold out. So, you know, good wow. for the movies. But yeah, wow. it, was, it was packed. Yeah. And I was oh next to the dragon. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, well welcome to the Soul <laughs> Wizard team. Um, <laughs> six movies in two weeks. Love it. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I didn't really have uh, that crazy an experience. Uh, neither of the kids wanted to see this. So I went at 1030 in the morning on Sunday. And uh Yeah. There was like there were people there. It wasn't super packed. There were people there. Uh, no one was really sat around me, which was great. Uh, and, you know, everybody was fine. I, the, what was killing me and you had touched on it a little earlier, Amanda, was uh, the trailers, the the Transformers Rise of Beasts trailers. Played. Christ. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it starts and everybody there was like a little bit of a murmur when the. <laughs> when the gorilla Optimus Prime came out and started talking to the regular Optimus Prime. The, yeah. the whole fucking audience was just like, <laughs> like just laughing and like jeering the movie. So I was like, okay, maybe these people are cool. Um, yeah. And then the Fast X trailer played and like everyone was laughing. Yeah. And everyone kept, every time the word family was said, everyone started laughing. Yeah. And all I could think about was like Amanda is sitting in the theater somewhere right now seeing this trailer like cursing us. <laughs> I was dying hysterically every time family was said. I think like if I took a shot for every time family said, I would have been on the floor after the end of that trailer. <laughs> yeah. You, you would have had to stay home and babysit the kids with Paul Walker. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
allegedly he's going to be in the the new one. They're like CGing his face on his brother or something. I'm, I'm really, it's only going to make it worse. So I can't wait. <laughs> but yeah, everybody was quiet. Uh, no real issues. Watched the movie and left. So not an exciting time for me. An exciting time for Amanda and Mark Ellis. No cosplayers there, unfortunately. No, unfortunately. I mean. I can I can hope for a, a fire breathing dragon to sit next to me uh, during the show, but <laughs> I was uh, I'm not the lady exaggerating. Next to Amanda was going to be like fireball, fireball, <laughs> dude. If that happened, I would have punched her. So it's a good thing she was a dragon. <laughs> She's a level sixty uh, mouth breather. So <laughs> she was Thember Chod or whatever that dragon was. Oh, let me tell Jesus. you. All <laughs> right. So it sounds like we had a good time at the movies in our own ways. So uh, let's get into it. Non-spoilers. No spoilers. Marcellus Reagans, what did you think of Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves? You know, as someone who doesn't play the games, uh, who honestly never watched the cartoon show and vaguely remember seeing the original uh, 2000 movie. Uh, you know, I didn't really know what to expect from this. I know the trailer made it seem kind of jokey, but I actually, I like this movie. I enjoyed it. It It's very simple. It checks all of the boxes. It aims for a target and it pretty much hits it. So, you know, it, it was a fun, like not perfect, but a good excuse to be at the movie theaters on a Saturday afternoon. It's that type of fun movie. So, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Oh, all right. Uh, Amanda, what did you think of the movie? Um, I agree with with Mark. So, uh, Mark Ellis. So, uh, pass. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was fine. I mean, I honestly, I expected um, the reason. Like, I never saw the that that recent trilogy uh, with Jeremy Irons because just all the reviews are like, "Wow, this is awful," and then not awful for even a fun reason. So I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not doing that." I thought it was fun. It honestly was very Guardians of the Galaxy, but now in the fantasy world. Um, that's kind of the vibe I got from it. I didn't love it or hate it, but I, I thought it was it was definitely fun. It was better than I expected. Huh. All right. Yeah. Um, I will go ahead and say, Amanda, if you oh God, I hate to recommend movies to you because you you know me recommending you movies is not <laughs> it's never going to end well for you. But uh, I would highly suggest both of you. If, you, if Mark, you can't remember it. Amanda, you know, never saw it. The first Dungeons and Dragons from like the year 2000 is amazing. <laughs> it's <laughs> so bad. No way. And, it's it's terrible, but it's amazingly terrible. And um, Jeremy Irons, I I don't know what was going on, but he was just like, I'll take the check, and I'm gonna be the most overacting, like crazy, batshit crazy performance of all time. It, it's it's something to behold. <laughs> you can't oh my God. you can't even be told about. It. You have to experience it. So uh, I will say I was disappointed. Unlike that movie, uh, this movie did not have a commercial that said "This ain't no game." <laughs> oh Christ! <laughs> okay. The two direct to Sci Fi Channel uh, sequels are horrible, though. So, well, yeah. Even with Amy Acker in them, Mark. Wow, I honestly didn't even know there was two sequels to Dungeons and Dragons. I thought that was a one and done. Yeah, it's a trilogy. I knew yeah, that. The, the only returning character is the bald guy with blue lips from the first one. Oh, God. <laughs> so wait, so Marlon Wayans is only in the first one? Everyone that you know who it is is only in the first one. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Jeremy Irons ain't walking through that door, fans. <laughs> All right, well. So yeah, definitely watch the first one, especially you can find it on paper clip case DVD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's <laughs> right more than to, two hours now. I don't <laughs> think it, it feels probably like seven hours, but it can't be more than two hours. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, what did I think of this one? Oh, boy. Um, I have weird feelings all over the place about this movie. I'm going to agree with both of you guys. I liked it. I didn't love it. I liked it. It was much better than I thought it would be. But I also feel like I liked it a lot less than everybody else because I'm seeing like rave reviews online and people being like, this movie was amazing. Four and a half out of five on Letterboxd. Like, I don't know about that, but um, it was much better than I thought it would be. But certainly I didn't think it was great. It was OK. It was it was fine. So I will agree with you guys there. So it doesn't sound like uh, the most hearty of thumbs up from us, but at least we don't hate the movie so far. So if you haven't seen it yet, I guess that's probably a good idea to go check it out. The rest of you stick around. You're going to drop the drop and we are going to spoil Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Uh, I've got some spoilers. One clear spoiler. Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. (laughs) Just to uh, begin the review on a depressing note, that sound drop is from uh, Triumph the Insult Comic Dog, uh, bothering people in line to see Star Wars Attack of the Clones. Yep. Uh, Black Wolf the Dragon Master, who is a, a guy in full wizard garb that happens upon the line and all this stuff happens. Uh, passed away, actually. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Yeah, it was just on Twitter a few days ago that he had passed away. So uh, oh, rest in peace to Black Wolf the Dragon Master, whose uh, autograph I have. Just, you know. Of course you do. <laughs> of course you do. Derek uh, saw him at a Comic-Con in New York City and got his autograph for me. <laughs> wait, wait, uh-huh. wait. Was he at a table? Like, was he signing No, no, he was just around <laughs> okay. outside. I was say, he sounds like a naked cowboy institution. Right. Right? He just yeah, he, in his full, his full Dragon Master gear, and he That's fantastic. Drew, drew and wrote this huge thing on a comic book backing board that says, To Joey, Never Be Dangerous, from wow. Black Wolf the Dragon Master. Wow. You need to get that on a t-shirt. That's pretty great. <laughs> I should. So rest in peace, Black Wolf the Dragon Master. On to the review, Markellis Reagans. Tell us some things that you liked about this movie. Uh, okay, so things I liked about the movie. Uh, I thought the story itself was pretty fun. Uh, it's a, it was an expanding story. It wasn't a simple like we gotta we gotta steal this one thing to get to this other thing. You know what I mean? There was like uh, some ebbs and flows to the story. So that I thought was actually pretty cool. Uh, about halfway through, I realized that they're kind of treating the, the the movie like a almost like a Pirates of the Caribbean. Where, you know, it's not, it doesn't feel like they're checking off boxes of a story that already exists. It it seems like they're just like, this is an adventure story and we're going to, I'm sorry, this is a fantasy story and we're just going to try to have fun within the world of uh, these goblins and orcs and all of that stuff. So that I thought was pretty fun. The movie, the cast, uh, everyone is cast like to perfection. Like Chris Pine is full on Chris Pine doing the Chris piniest that he can. Michelle Rodriguez, same thing. Like she's just being her natural Michelle Rodriguez self, and but it actually works. They actually gave her some good dialogue to. Uh, well, they actually gave her a good character to play. I wouldn't say the dialogue is that great. <laughs> uh, I identify with each of the characters. I thought Justice Smith was great as the sorcerer. Uh, again, playing to his strengths, he's still that same kind of awkward, nerdy guy, but uh, it works in this movie really well. I thought the uh, fat dragon, the fat red dragon was awesome. <laughs> I love I love that old scene. Uh the uh the heist with the mirror where they're trying to sneak sneak something into the castle. I thought that was actually really cool. Uh you know, it was unique. That's something you don't really see in like even like the MCU movies. I thought that was actually pretty fun. 
the oh yeah, we're in spoilers. Uh, the Bradley Cooper scene I thought was actually pretty funny, uh, <laughs> and the uh, the action scenes. You know, in a movie like this, they they don't have to go the extra mile for the action scenes. You know what I mean? Just a couple of people swinging a sword around, and that's fine. But someone actually did take the time to make some really cool choreography, some fight choreography uh, for the action scenes, and it holds up. I thought uh, all of Michelle Rodriguez fights were actually really cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it again, it checks all of the boxes that it needs to check, and it doesn't completely uh, fumble it towards the end. So, yeah, those are all the things I liked. All right. Uh, Amanda, what are things you liked about this movie? Um, I think something I liked about it was it literally is, at least to me, the kind of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, except now in, I guess, a fantasy type of um, environment. And, and even down to Bradley Cooper playing the smallest character. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Uh, like, you know what? I didn't I didn't even catch that. I knew it was Bradley Cooper, yeah. but I didn't think of it on that level. That's why we need Amanda around. Oh, sorry. A true like, connoisseur the, the, of movies that we make watch oh, Fast God. and Furious. Like <laughs> even even the Dave Bautista character is is essentially the 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 Paladin uh, character in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, like um, who, I can't even remember who the, uh, the actor's name is. Uh, that just that um, Michelle Rodriguez says like you know you're not funny or something. Regie John you know, Page. Like, you're, you're not even interesting or something. She's I can't remember, but. He just kind of walked straight in that one scene and over the rock and they were kind of guessing how he was going to walk. Um, but like um, even the humor, like a lot of it just made me think of. And like I said, the the Bradley Cooper being the smallest character, like it was just like this is Guardians of the Galaxy just <laughs> in a weird kind of fantasy environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I liked that because um, I think that works, um, especially since the cast had some chemistry. And there were even though I've I've never actually played Dungeons and Dragons being somebody that's observed it and has a basic understanding of it. I liked kind of all of the, um, the references to, to that world. Um, even if it was like the, you know, the eye of the beholder or just even the, um, this placer character or, um, just so many things, just even the locations and Neverwinter. I thought that was cool. And, and then I kind of like looked into it a bit and I was like, Oh, okay. So, the one of the directors of this movie, um, there's two of them, John Francis Daly. Uh, apparently, he was in uh, that that Freaks and Geeks show, which I barely watched, and uh, he fell in love with Dungeons and Dragons when he played it in one episode, and they set up the <laughs> cast playing it, and so you could really feel that when you were watching this, like okay, like the people that made this movie actually like playing this game, and there's this kind of love and reference for this whole franchise and so you kind of felt that when you were watching it that it wasn't just you know somebody kind of from a distance being like hey the kids think this is hip and we need to make it a movie like no like we actually like it and we kind of have a deeper understanding of it so i think that's kind of what i liked about it is that when you watch it there's there's that understanding that there's that reverence to it and then like i said it was just kind of fun and i think they made it so that somebody like me who's never actually played the game or somebody that has could actually enjoy it Awesome. Yeah, they reference Baldur's Gate multiple times in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which made me want to go play the game, but I, I don't have yeah. that kind of money. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. good point. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, yeah, I mean, right off the bat, uh, this has kind of a goofy vibe to it, and I really enjoyed it, like quips and jokes. And you can't really tell if the characters themselves are taking the movie seriously or not. Um, and I'll get into that later on, but you know, it. I don't know if it's done on purpose, but the idea in my head, at least meta wise, is that it's like watching people playing Dungeons and Dragons. So 
the mo- the movie is the dis- the dungeon master. The movie has its story and the story it wants to do, and it's a serious story about you know the red wizards and blah blah blah. The main characters are the people playing who are just taking the piss out of everything and trying to break the game and the story every time. Um, which is basically what happens when you play like the DM is going to have their whole setup and then you're trying to outsmart them and roll die and, and do this and do things that they're not, not thinking is going to happen and kind of, they have to j- rejig on the fly. Um, so, so if, if looking at it that way, I, I think I appreciated kind of just the flow of the movie, like, like just this, the dumb goofy stuff. And even sometimes the characters themselves would say or do made a lot more sense when I'm kind of contextualizing it like that, that it's, you're watching people play Dungeons and Dragons, basically. It, it, it does give off that vibe. Uh, based on what Amanda says, maybe that's exactly what they were going for. Um, yeah. I hope that's what they were going for. <laughs> because it, it works that way. It works that way. I mean, I liked a lot of the uh, set pieces. And like Amanda said, you got a lot of monsters. It's like the gelatinous cube or the, uh, I don't know the names of these monsters. because It's been fucking like 30 years since I played, but like, you know, the panther thing with the spikes on it. Placer, back. I think is what those are called, yeah, right? Yeah, Displacer, yep. Um, and, and the names of all the towns, Baldur's Gate, Neverwinter, all that stuff. You know, I, I, it just had an enjoyable kind of like goofy vibe to it the entire time. So that, that was fun. Uh, I liked all the cast. I think the cast had a great chemistry together. Roger Jean Page apparently is very popular with the ladies. Is this the truth? No. I, I swear, like half the audience when I went to see it was there specifically for him. So <laughs> they're like cheering when he walked on screen. So I, I don't know. Um, I know he was in Bridgerton on Netflix, which was a big one for the ladies. So I don't know anything about that. I don't watch that kind of stuff. So. I mean, I had Fember uh, Chaud next to me or whatever that dragon yeah, name so. is. So no, I can't say that. <laughs> I can't confirm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, it was just a fun time at the movies. There, There isn't anything that I was like raving about, but I did enjoy the cast, the camaraderie between the cast, their chemistry. Uh, the script had some funny jokes and some of the jokes weren't like laugh out loud, rip roaring, hilarious belly laughs, but a lot of stuff they got smirks or, or ha ha's from me. I loved when they went to the cemetery and they had to um, mm-hmm. bring the guys back from the dead and ask them questions. Um, I thought that was really funny. <laughs> That was probably my favorite uh, scene in the whole movie, actually, uh, was was that. I thought that was really goofy and fun. But it, it was just a fun, goofy time at the movies. I thought everybody did a great job in the cast. But there's got to be things we didn't like about it. Marcellus Reagans, what are some things you didn't like about Dungeons & Dragons, colon, Honor Among Thieves? You know, there wasn't really that much that I didn't like about it. Uh, I thought the villain was a little weak. Uh, you know, I thought she wasn't menacing enough. Uh, she's cute though. Yeah, she's she was a little cutie, a little ball head and tattoos. <laughs> Goth eyes. Yeah. Maybe yeah. she went to see my chemical romance before the <laughs> So uh yeah, you know, I, I I thought you know as a villain story wise, I thought it was good. As a character, I didn't think she was really that menacing, but maybe she wasn't really supposed to be. And the third act the third act is cool. There's a cool battle, there's a big stone dragon. Everyone's using their weapons. They have to kind of outsmart the uh, the evil wizard, red wizard. Um, but it felt like there should have been a little bit more. Should have been amped up a little bit more. You know what I mean? I, I w- would have felt this movie would have like really impressed me if the third act battle was just like a little bit more intense. And I don't mean like a big like CGI like you know light in the sky type of thing, but just something a little bit more darker, maybe. 
I don't know. It just seemed like a like a episode of a TV show, like the big ending. Um, you needed the Enchantress hula dancing. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I needed. I needed the Red Wizard to just start hula dancing and a big blue light <laughs> to flash into the sky. <laughs> big, blue, big blue beam sky, of light. Skyline the movie came out. <laughs> that's, that's Starts throwing DVDs uh, of Skyline. Uh, and then the other thing, this isn't an... You know, I'm not going to hold this against the movie. This happened before the movie, but you know how, like, when you go see these big movies now, there's the the cast that's sitting all together, and they're like, Ugh. "Thank you for coming to the movies." And you know, you're the real heroes, blah blah blah. Before they get oh, to that, God. there's like this, I don't know, probably like a 60 second scene of a dragon that's trying to like break through the screen. Did you guys get that? It's like a it's a white no. screen. It's like it's like a white screen. I, I, I got that. I got that, Mark. It was bad. It was, and it it looks like they were being held hostage to tell you that also. <laughs> I didn't get that. What did I miss? <laughs> it's just, it's just uh, the cast being like, Thank you for coming to the movies to see Dunces and Dragons. Oh you are the real yeah. heroes. Oh my god. <laughs> Hugh Grant looked like he wanted to just die. <laughs> I'm like, oh that poor dude. Like, you know, I know he's he's kind of a fuddy duddy, but Jesus, he looked miserable. And I'm like, why are they doing this to this fan? I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. I am done. I am so done with those things too. Like, okay, I get it. You know, when we first came back from the pandemic, I get it. Um, even the yeah. even the one before uh, Top Gun Maverick, I kind of get it because I know like Tom Cruise like fought to the death to get to keep that in theaters and not on streaming. Um, yeah, so I get that. But at this point, it's been three I don't know years. a couple of years, three years. We're back at the movies, and and it's not like a big deal at this point. Yeah, <laughs> well, maybe right. it is other people, not not us who go to the movies forty seven times a year. But um, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't need, I don't need to be patted on the middle. back. For uh, Amanda, did you need a pat on the back for spending thirty five dollars to go to the movies? <laughs> no, to sit next to the fat red dragon. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I don't no. know why they have that now because it's not like it's a bonus thing. Like, oh, here's if you go to the movie, you get a little bit of bonus footage. It's like, oh, you know, thank you for coming out to the theaters yeah. to watch this movie that's going to be streaming in about twenty one days. So, you know, it, it doesn't really mean <laughs> <Max>. that much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that kind of annoyed yeah. me. Um, but again, I can't, I'm not going to hold a movie against that. I just think that's weird marketing. Um, but yeah, other than that, I didn't really have a lot of issues with the movie. I thought it, 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 like I said, it, it had a target that it was aiming for, and I think it pretty much hit all of them. All right. All right. Uh, Amanda, what did you not like about this movie? Um, I mean, what, what did I like? So I think like kind of going into it, I was, I just kind of went into it only seeing like a trailer once and not really expecting anything. And so I kind of, I think that just helped me liked it more than I, than I, than I could have. I think what I honestly disliked about it was how, this might sound terrible, but just how lighthearted it was and how mm -hmm. safe it was. It's very safe. Mm -hmm. It's, it's safe for, I think, reasons that are just, you can kind of feel that there's um, the people at Paramount, just uh, the decision makers kind of being like, you know, we got to appeal to uh, people that have and haven't played the game. And there's only like, you know, 12 to 15 million people, I think, max that have actually, I think like, I, I can't remember, but I think like in the last couple of years, there's more people playing D&D &D than ever. Like, and that's still like, technically speaking, not a huge number of people. So they're like, you know, we have to, we have to interest everybody into wanting to see this. And it, it kind of felt like that when you were watching it, that it wasn't, I wouldn't say it's not, it's not holding your hand and treating you like an idiot, which some movies do do, where they have to feel like explain everything to you. It, it never gets to that level. 
but it, it definitely is very, very welcoming. And I think that makes me maybe sound like a pretentious asshole, but like at the same time, it's just kind of like, you know, this is, we're not being dangerous here. We're not really trying new things and we're not um, really exploring and doing what we could do. Cause movies like this, um, it just kind of makes me think of, and I watched a few of them before going to see this is there's a lot of movies in the eighties that did fantasy very well. And uh, there's a movie that I don't, I wouldn't say is great, but every time I rewatch it, I like it more and more dragon slayer from like 1981. Mm-hmm. Um, and that movie definitely had a little more guts. I mean, I, I guess it's because it, it didn't really expect much of it, but the practical effects from Industrial Light and Magic and just kind of the whole angle of it, of like sacrificing aversion to a dragon, and it's just dark. And some of those movies in the 80s are just much darker than this, and, and I guess a little more dangerous, and, and can't they can take more risk. And maybe that's just because the budgets were different and the audiences were different. But this just kind of feels like they, they know they need to play it safe. And maybe that's just because of the audiences in, in the last, you know, five to ten years of everything is more family friendly than I think people want to admit. Everything is something you could take a young kid to, you could take grandma to. Everything is so family friendly to the point that there's really no PG-13 movies anymore meant for teenagers. There's no real Goonies movies anymore. There's nothing that, you know, maybe there's some sort of like, um, you know, sexual like kind of inference or there's some sort of something that's super dark and violent that you're like, why isn't this rated R? There's nothing that is kind of teetering on that level of almost being like, um, I guess, suggestive or uh, maybe offensive. Like they're too scared to do that. Hollywood challenging. Right now. Would you, would you yeah. say the word challenging? Yeah. Yeah. Those movies just don't exist right now at all. And we, and, we have talked about that on the show multiple times that there are yeah. no movies like that anymore. There's PG 13, which are really PG, but they're like this, like kind of yeah. four quadrant bangers or there's like yeah. puss in boots. Like, <laughs> the, yeah, I don't know. I don't and, know if that was because when we were kids, I mean, you're younger than us, uh, Amanda, but when we were kids, yeah. you know, they were, the ratings weren't exactly great. <laughs> there was right, PG right. and there was all. Right. <laughs> so you'd go there to the movies right, and you'd see yeah. something that was very challenging for someone your age. Uh, but because there, there was no, there, it wasn't R. So your parents were just like, screw it. You can watch this. And, and you're just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. So, so that's what this movie feels like is you can almost, tell that like paramount is like okay we like had like an amazing success with um top gun maverick and i think they thought that they were going to be successful but not as successful as they were and now they're like oh my god like you know we're having another renaissance again which they haven't had in like 30 40 years at this point i mean this studio it's amazing the studio still exists like may west saved them in the 30s like (laughs) it's kind of amazing that they're having another period where like oh my god we're making money what do we do and you can totally feel it when you watch this that they're like you know okay like so marvel isn't at their really their height right now like maybe i mean honestly for me just even watching the marvel movies i feel like it hit their peak with endgame and right now they're kind of like what do we do and it's kind of like in the state of like maybe it's dropping off a bit with like the uh, the numbers for Ant-Man. And so it's kind of like, you know, now is the time. Is now the time for like the video game and the game player movies with Super Mario coming out and they're predicting it's going to do really well and this coming out and like not totally being shit. But you can kind of feel like maybe we're in a new phase of some new mainstream thing taken off. 
and it's just kind of playing it safe. Like this movie feels like it's playing it safe when it's like, oh, I wish it was legend <laughs> with Tom Cruise, ironically, like, or, or Dragon Slayer or the Sword and the Sorcerer or even the super underrated rotoscope movie that came out a few years ago called Spine of Night, which is like totally badass and reminds people that animated movies are not necessarily for kids. It's not a genre. It's a way of making movies. So like... That's kind of like my my big thing with this is it's like we're playing it a little safe. Like, why don't we just go all in and do what we did, you know, 40 years ago? Like, why don't you guys just do that? I think the time is now. And that's the mistake they make. They could have, I think, hit a bigger home run as opposed to like, a, you know, a double. Like they, they could have they could have done more with this if they actually had a little more guts to do it. The opportunities there. I, I definitely agree with there. I, I, I watched uh, Death Stalker 2 a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> And even that is more daring yeah. than this. So, <laughs> yeah, like I, that's that's my only complaint with it is I think they're just holding back because they know they need to appeal to the wider audience and maybe that that audience that is like you know sick of you know the the quantity of Marvel movies because you know, I don't want to go into all their topic here but they've definitely dropped off so from what they were so now the opportunity's there and I think they're just frankly scared to take it just go all mm-hmm. in and take it mm-hmm. and, that, and that's what it feels like when you watch this. Well. In this movie's defense, I think after the last three Dungeons and Dragons movies, I think they probably felt they needed to be safe and be yeah. as, as open net, as four quadrant as they could get, because I don't know right. if the franchise could handle another bomb. <laughs> There's already three, apparently. Yeah. Right. We'll have to put it on the shelf for another 30 years. So. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'm with you there. I'm with you there, Amanda. I'm with you there. That's, you know, when I was, uh, my kids were younger, I was always trying to make them watch a little more challenging stuff. So, you know, yeah. they, watch the, they watch their monster squads and their coral lines and stuff like nice. that. So, nice. Um, they, Colin watched Gremlins. I, I hid in the other room, but. You know. Oh, cool. You hid in the other room. <laughs> I'm scared of that movie to this day. I really? hate that movie. Fuck that movie. I saw that when I was a kid. It, like, scarred me for life. I slept in my mom's room for like a week. Um, and I hate that movie to this day. And I, I, I <laughs> I got up one morning, I walked into the living room, Colin was probably like six or seven at the time and it was on Netflix and I was like, ah, and I, like, he's <laughs> are you like, the same way with critters? No, I love critters. Okay. That's weird. <laughs> um, yeah, it is weird actually. <laughs> and I love gremlins <laughs> yeah. too. So don't figure I also love gremlins too. So, um, okay. <laughs> it's, it's not supposed to make sense. All right. But I, I, okay. I came around the corner. I saw it was on TV and I ran away and I explained to him like, I was really scared of it when I was his age. And then after he watched, yeah. he's like, that wasn't even scary. I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks That's buddy thanks. <laughs> <laughs> all right so things i didn't like about this movie um so <laughs> i know i praised in when i was saying things i liked the i the meta idea that you're watching four people play D and it really does work if you have that in the back of your mind unfortunately i don't know if that's how it's supposed to be and it really comes across as Almost every character doesn't give a shit about what's happening. Mm -hmm. Everyone's trying to make quips and jokes to the point where no one takes anything seriously in the movie at all except for the villain. So (laughs) it's like it's really hard to get invested in what's happening because if the the characters don't even give a shit, like, why should I give a shit? It reminded me of Zombieland 2 was another good example of that kind of movie. Mm -hmm. Um, This really felt like like this is the movie that people that talk shit on Marvel movies think they're going to see every time they see a Marvel movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like just nonstop quips and jokes. And, and and honestly, some of it may have landed a lot better because again, and I apologize to the listeners and to Amanda who doesn't go to the movies 47 times a year. (laughs) I have seen so many trailers and commercials 
and first looks and special extra looks and everything uh, before movies I've seen in the last, uh, God, Mark, how many months? Like two or three months? Sure. I felt I had already seen every set piece in this movie. I'd seen every big joke in the movie. Every almost everything in the movie I had already seen in trailers up to and including them fighting the Red Wizard at the end of the movie. So then why'd you go? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was hoping there would be something else there. But like even the scene, my favorite scene in the movie, when they go to the graveyard and and raise those uh, corpses. That is a great scene that that was played in its entirety before another movie a couple weeks ago. There's a special look at Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves coming to the theaters. And I'm like, okay. And it was a whole full scene. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, I get you have to sell the movie. And maybe they thought this was a harder sell. They gave away the whole house in the in the commercials. So very Sony like of them. Yeah, it really under it really undercut a lot of the the scenes where like it should have been funny. What should have been more of a laugh for me just kind of became a scoff. Because I had already mm-hmm. laughed at it 15 times every time I went to the movies. So uh, that really turned me off. Um, the the tone where everybody is a snarky, wacky jokester and no one's taking anything seriously. It works, like I said, in a meta contextual way if you're thinking of it as people playing the game. But I mean, how many people are really thinking of it that way? It's really right. <laughs> just like it's like Marvel movie on steroids um, to the point where you don't you can't even like get invested in what the characters are doing. Um, There's no risk. There isn't. And that's fine. I mean, if it's a like family movie in theory, yeah, that's my problem with it. Right. Right. There's no risk. There's there's no stakes whatsoever. You have no qualms that, that they're going to pull it off (laughs) because the characters don't even get really care if they're in danger. So why should you care? It's it's a cozy movie, which is not something you would think Dungeons and Dragons would be. Yeah. And it felt a little overstuffed too. um, it just, you know, and they fast travel and, and I, and the movie's not going to be eight hours long showing them walking their horses through a forest. I get it. But, you know, it <laughs> felt like that, that season of Game of Thrones where they were just like instantly on the other side of the map all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not Come the fellowship on. of the ring. You're not going to see them walk through the forest. Yeah, right, right, right. But it just it it felt too short, but also too long, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it needed just a little bit more time in the oven uh, script wise. But even that, I mean, this is like nitpicky stuff. But, you know, it, again, it's not bad. It's not. It's just the bones are there for something great. Mm-hmm. And it's it never gets over that hump. It's just OK. It, it really gives me it's not as generic as Uncharted, but it definitely gives no. me I'm on the treadmill at the gym. And it's randomly playing on TNT on one of the TVs. <laughs> yeah. Vibe. That's yeah. the vibe from this movie is a G- Planet Fitness TV gym movie that you're going to see for the next 15 years on FX or TNT or TBS. And you'll never see it from the beginning again. It'll always be somewhere in the middle of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That, those are the vibes I got from it. So a little nitpicky, but. I will. Uh, one thing I liked, which is completely personal to me, is that uh, Justice Smith's character is trying to hook up with the girl from It for the whole movie. Right. <laughs> um, and then at the end, he says to her, uh, if, if she's cool with it, he'd like to court her again. And she's like, eh, you're all right, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Don't yeah. get too excited. It reminded me of me and my wife when we first started dating. Nice. Oh, so, <laughs> the spark so is there. It was really <laughs> funny. Um, otherwise, uh, yeah, I mean, it was fine. It was OK for what it was. I guess the only thing left to do is to give it a score. So, uh, Amanda, zero to five. 
Five being the best, zero being the worst. What do you got for Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves? I think it is a solid three out of five. And I was initially going to score it higher, but then I realized that what kind of the point I made earlier of it's definitely trying to appeal to everyone. And there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, it doesn't have it doesn't feel like it really has, you know, picked its own identity and decided to do something different so i feel everything is there for more so i think just based on its its current success there will be more and i think that hollywood is transitioning from superhero movies to realizing that there's a lot of money to be made in gaming and video games and translating games to to the movies even though this is a tabletop game it has a huge audience and i think that's kind of where things are trending and where they're going um, and you can definitely feel it when you see this and with Super Mario coming up and with the success of uh, The Last of Us. And it definitely feels like that's that's we're on the cusp of that. Well, we'll um, see what happens when they adapt the second game. Yeah, but I, I think it's all there. And I think I think it's happening. And, and I think, unfortunately, it's just kind of might, might suffer from the same things of trying to appeal to everyone. So I think that that's that's why I give it a three out of five. It's enjoyable. It's fun. You could take anybody to this. But I think that's also where it suffers is that you, you could take anyone to this. It doesn't yeah. really know what it is. And are you are you down for a sequel? I mean, I would see it, but I think going into it, I would not want to see any trailers or read anything about it. I think I liked this more than I would have not, you know, only barely paying attention to the trailers I have seen. You know what I mean? To your point of the scene of the, you know, using that that magic in order to resurrect the dead and ask them five questions. I think if I saw those those early scenes that you did, Joey, that I did not see it. I would have liked that less. Mm-hmm. I think when it kind of, that really harms it, even though they think that they're trying to get more people to go see the movie. So I would kind of have to avoid all that stuff to be interested in seeing the sequel. But if I avoid all that stuff, yeah, I would see the next one. Definitely. All right. Uh, Markellis Reagans, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to push back a little bit on the, uh, the fact that it, it appeals to everyone and that it, that it is safe. And I agree. I thought the third act could have used a little bit more bite, but Again, this movie could have been Battleship. You know what I mean? Like we we're taking a popular, somewhat popular property, and we're just going to take a story and mold it to kind of fit the game, uh, so that you people who play the game would so understand it. This this could have had Rihanna in it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, I- and Blackpink. <laughs> That'd be great, actually. <laughs> so you know, because this movie is aiming for that four quadrant so that anyone can go see it. I think that that works to its benefit. Cause again, you don't have to ever play a Dungeons and Dragons game to actually come out of the movie feeling like you've seen a good movie. Whereas if you've never played battleship, <laughs> that movie still sucks <laughs> no matter what. So, um, <laughs> well, cause it's battleship, <laughs> <laughs> but the, that's the attempt and it failed. This one was a strong attempt. And I think that they, I think that they really nailed it. I think it's going to build a nice franchise. And I think, you know, as trilogies go, the second one will be a little bit more darker where we get a little bit more of that uh, that menacing thing that's that's so good in fantasy stories. So that being said, without it being you know super offensive, uh, I'm going to give this a four. And I'm not going to change wow. it next week. <laughs> wow. A four. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, yeah. you justified it. Yeah. Can't wait for your review next week, Mark Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Old star hired the bloodshot. It's, it's crazy. Yes. 
<laughs> Next week, I would be like, I would like to recant my review <laughs> and give it a two. I kind of like this is a good idea for your show. <laughs> Just like every week, it's like, what's Mark is going to say? <laughs> Correct his review from the week before. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm going to agree with Amanda. I am going to go with a three out of five. Uh, there is absolutely nothing wrong with this movie. Uh, there's nothing that really pushes it for me over the top to where I'm raving about it or I'm like frothing at the mouth about it. But, but um, you know, it's it perfectly fine. It was enjoyable. Um, like I said earlier, I think a, the trailers ruined a lot of, of the jokes and the set pieces for me that might have pushed it a little higher like Mark's rating was. But I mean, it's perfectly fine. That's the best I can, I can say about it. It's perfectly fine. I think uh, some people will like it more than others. Some people will dislike it more than others. But for the most part, it's right there. It's fine. I'm not mad I saw it. I'm not happy that I saw it. I'm, it's just there. It was a movie I saw and it was fine. I would definitely check out a sequel. Marcellus, you're, you're okay for the sequel, I assume, with a four out of five rating? Yeah, I'm definitely down for a sequel. As long as it has the same cast, I'm totally down for that. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, again, I, I would watch the sequel. I, I mean, I wouldn't have a choice. It would, it would be on the schedule, so it really wouldn't matter. Uh, 2025. <laughs> the road to episode four, 550 starts now. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Mark's like, please kill me. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm going to three out of five. Um, again, it's fine. I think um, you may enjoy it more than I have. You may dislike it more than I have, but there's really nothing to get super angry or excited about here for me. It's just, it was a decent time in the movies. I may not even remember it in six months, but I won't remember it because I was angry. So that I think that's a positive, right? And, and I would definitely check out a sequel. So maybe we got it right. Maybe we got it wrong. Hit us up on social media. Let us know what you think. And now we are going to wrap it up before we tap it up and get some recommendations. Amanda, thank you for coming on the show. And uh, where can people find you? And what do you got for a recommendation? I know you got something. You have an endless supply of movie knowledge. You got something. Sure. Um, so I'm W Mass Liberty on Twitter. That's pretty much it. And I talk about movies, gaming, food, birds, all sorts of weird shit. Um, and sometimes politics. But I've just kind of relegated myself to that because it's just basically clowns versus clowns and circuses. So absolutely welcome to talk to me about anything. In terms of my recommendation, I would suggest you listen to the one of the recent, if not the last episode of So Wizard Podcast, where you guys talk about John Wick Chapter 4. Um, I thought you'd, <laughs> that movie is amazing, and it's currently my favorite movie of 2023. Um, it's somebody that loves movies, like all the references to Wong Kar Wai movies, Sammo Hung, Sergio Leone, Akira Kurosawa. It was just wild. Elaine Delon and the Samurai. Um, it opened with... Um, Lawrence of Arabia references and David Lean, which was pretty cruel. And then obviously the warriors at the end and the movie's just a wild ride from start to finish. I highly recommend you go see that in theaters. I thought it was amazing on the big screen. Um, so yeah, go see John wick Four. I think that movie is absolutely fantastic and it's a love letter to just movies in general. And it's a lot of fun. So that's my recommendation. Awesome. It is also my top movie of 2023 so far. Uh, oh, definitely. Yeah. I don't know if anything's going to knock it off the perch, but thank you for coming in, Amanda. We love thank you. you. Thank you so much. You will yeah. definitely be back for Fast X. So Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Ellis Reagans, what you got? I feel like Amanda's just hoping for another pandemic to happen between now and Fast X, just so she doesn't have to come on and watch it. Yes, COVID-20, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so I'm going to recommend uh, the first Dungeons and Dragons movie uh, from the year 2000. It's actually streaming on YouTube. So if you want to see <laughs> where we came from, 
regarding the uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, franchise, take a look at that movie and see what we had to deal with uh, back in the day. <laughs> um, another documentary that I'm I, I'm going to recommend, even though I haven't finished watching it, it's called Grounded, uh, and it's the making of the Last of Us video game. Uh, which is pretty much uh, Naughty Dog patting themselves on the back from doing doing something <laughs> unique, but they did something unique, and I I think that's really cool. I love those type of uh, documentaries where the rebels are kind of going up against the establishment and doing something that's uh, you know crazy and that it actually works. That's my that's my jam. So uh, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons and Grounded both are streaming on YouTube. Awesome. Well. I will recommend that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Links to all our video and Patreon content as well at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out the aforementioned YouTube channel. There's hours of free exclusive content there. Adam's been dropping interviews, trailer reactions, unboxings, and more. And our Patreon, where you can monetarily support the show at patreon.com backslash so was your podcast and get extra exclusive content. What will I recommend? Well, Mark stole my recommendation, so um, <laughs> <laughs> pretty pissed off. But I, I, I also will highly suggest you go check out the old Dungeons and Dragons movie. Uh, it's hilarious. And like I said, Jeremy Irons, the ham hamming it up, chewing. He's practically walking over to the scenery, ripping it apart and eating it in this movie. <laughs> And it is glorious. There is no, I can't recommend this movie enough. It's so bad and so funny. I love it. I saw it in the fucking theaters. <laughs> Me too. You saw it in the theaters? Oh my God. Yes, I did. I did. I was hoping you were going to recommend Dragon Wars. I'm not going to lie. Oh God, no. That's too, that's too modern. Um, <laughs> oh damn. I, but we, we did also see that in the movie theater. <laughs> we did. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I, I highly recommend it. And it even has Richard O'Brien as a cameo in it. So you can't go wrong. <laughs> oh God. You can't go wrong. Um, I, and Mark is right. The Last of Us is awesome. I watched my son beat the first game this weekend nice. uh, because I don't play games anymore. I just watch him do it. So he beat the game in about a week um, and I watched him do it and it was it was fun. And uh, yeah. And then, uh, I'll, you know, what I'm going to suggest is I go to the movies and uh, check out Super Mario Brothers movie because that, my friends, what we will be reviewing next week. And that's going to do it for episode number 452 of the So Wizard podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-host. One of our favorite guests, Amanda. Thank you for having me, guys. It was a great time. Thank you for coming. We love you. (laughs) You might not love us after Fast X. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) And the expert. Game recognizes game, Amanda. Oh, God. (laughs) And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Ray. Yes, Amanda, thank you very much for joining us. And I can't wait to uh, Fast X and Fast 11 because that's coming too. The end of the road begins. (laughs) This is not the last movie for you, Amanda. The family doesn't end, I guess. That's right. (laughs) Family's forever. That's right. Everybody have yourself a great weekend. Wakanda forever. See you guys next week for the Mario movie. Good journey.